Masterpiece Audio Theatre proudly presents Empath, a variety show. Welcome to the madness! It's about bloody time that we got this second round cooing. Hurry up and get in here! Hey, relax. Uh, it is not our fault that you could not handle the whole day of auditions. He's not wrong. We could have stayed until the wee hours and got all the parts in. My brain couldn't take any more of ye lot. I've prepared this go-round and I'm self-medicated. Don't say that too loudly. <laughs> I've been locked up for that very thing. <laughs> Although I have little doubt. Right now, time to get this over with. You lot are ready to audition for the part of Dr. Livesey. Sir Hector, please go first. It would be my pleasure. Black dog. There is no black dog. Except what you have on your own back. You've been drinking rum, man, and you've had a stroke. Now, listen to me. One glass of rum a day won't kill you. But if you take one, you'll take another and another, and then you'll die. Die and go on to your own place, like a man in the Bible. And the world will be rid of a very dirty scoundrel. Do you understand that? The name of rum, for you, is death. That sounded decent. Pierre, you're next. All right, uh, here is our dawn. Black dog, there is no black dog, except for what you have on your own back. You have been drinking the rum, man, and you've had a stroke. Now, écoutez-moi, one glass of rum a day won't kill you, but if you take one, you will take another, and another, and then you will die. You'll die and go to your own place, like the man in the Bible, and the world will be rid of a very dirty scoundrel. Do you understand that? The name of Rome for you is death. Magnifique, no? Sure it was. All right, Keanu, it's your turn. Right on, little dude. Here we go. Black dog? No, there's no black dog. Except for the one you have on your back, man. You've been drinking rum, bro, and you had a stroke. Now, listen to me, okay? One glass of rum a day won't kill you. But if you take one, you'll take another and another, and then you'll die. Die and go to your own place, man, like the man in the Bible. The world will be rid of a very dirty scoundrel. Do you understand that? The name of rum for you is death. That was right. A new for you, Heronimo. <laughs> oh, goody. <laughs> black dog. <laughs> there is no black dog. <laughs> Except for the one that you have on your own back. <laughs> You've been drinking rum! Man! Come on, you've had a stroke! <laughs> now, listen to me. <laughs> one glass of rum a day won't kill you. <laughs> but if you take one, you'll take another, and another, and then you'll die! <laughs> die and go to your own place, like the man in the Bible! <laughs>
and the world will be rid of a very dirty scoundrel. <laughs> Do you understand that? <laughs> the name of rum for you is death. <laughs> Just when you thought you'd heard it all. Thank you, everyone. Pierre, you stay here, and the rest of you let Tom, Smee, and Keeper know that they're next. Hiya, Billy. Notice anything different about Kuiper? Yeah, he no longer looks like a stuffed shirt. Hey! I'm nee here to make you feel good. I'm here to find the best characters for the part. So get over there and read for the squire. Oh, okay then, uh, for the squire. Dear Livesey, the ship is bought and fitted. She lies at anchor, ready for sea. It was the crew that delayed me, till the most remarkable stroke of fortune brought me the very man that I required. I was standing on the dock, when by the merest accident I fell in talk with him. He had hobbled down there that morning with a pirate on his shoulder to get the smell of the salt, he said. Out of pure pity, I engaged him on the spot to be the ship's cook. Long John Silver, he is called, and he has lost a leg. Well, sir, I thought I only found a cook, but it was a crew I discovered. Between Silver and myself, we got together in a few days a company of the toughest old salts imaginable. I declare, we could fight a frigate. Seaward ho! Hang the treasure! It's the glory of the sea that has turned my head! That wasn't half bad. Next up, Smee, your turn. Yes, sir. Dr. Lipsy. The ship is bought and fitted. She lies at anchor, ready for sea. It was the crew that delayed me, till the most remarkable stroke of fortune brought to me the very man that I required. I was standing on the dock when, by the merest accident, I fell into talk with him. He had hobbled down that morning with a parrot on his shoulder to get the smell of the salt, he said. Out of pure pity, I engaged him on the spot to be the ship's cook. Long John Silver, he is called, and he has lost a leg. Well, sir, I thought I'd only found a cook, but it was a crew that I'd discovered. Between Silver and myself, we got together in a few days a company of the toughest old salts imaginable. I declare we could fight a frigate. Seaward, ho, hang the treasure. It's the glory of the sea that has turned my head. I kiss me, Pierre. Makes sense. Uh, no need to adjust the uh, hat of the microphone. Right. Uh, the English are so predictable. Uh, give me a moment. Uh. All right. Uh, I already. Dear Lissy, the ship is bought and fitted. She lies at anchor, ready for the mer. It was a crew that led me, till the most remarkable stroke of fortune brought me the very man that I required. I was standing on the dock, when, by the merest accident, I fell into talk with him. He had hobbled down there that morning with a perrot on his shoulder to get the smell of the salt, he said. Out of Pure petit, I engage him on the spot to be the ship's cook. Longjean Silver, he is called, and he has lost a leg. Well, sir, I thought I only found a cook, but it was a crew I discovered. Between Silver and myself, we got together on a few days, a company of the toughest old salts imaginary. I declare, we could fight a frigate. Sea World Ho, hangs its treasure. It is the glory of la mer that is 
turned my head. That was barely English, you French crustacean! <sighs> Tom, go next before I say too much. I'm always willing to defuse the situation. This here's a good part. Now, let's see. Where's that script? Okay, here we go. Dear Lizzie, the ship is bought and fitted. She lies at anchor, ready for the sea. It was the crew that delayed me. Till the most remarkable stroke of fortune brought me the very man that I required. I was standing on the dock when, by the merest accident, I fell into talk with him. He had hobbled down there that morning with a parrot on his shoulder. To get the smell of the salt, he said. At a pure pity, I engaged him on the spot to be the ship's cook. Long John Silver, he is called, and he has lost a leg. Well, sir, I thought I'd only found a cook, <laughs> but it was a crew that I discovered. Between Silver and myself, we got together in a few days a company of the toughest old salts imaginable. I declare, we could fight a frigate. Seaward, ho! Hang the treasure! It's the glory of the sea that has turned my head! Thank you, Tom! Let's have you lot get into the booth and tell Cabinet men check and hook to get the horses in here! Here we are. Kermit, since you've got the experience for this part, why don't you go last, and we'll have Hook go first. Experience? Ha! I've got more experience in my left hook than that frog has all over his whole body. Watch and learn. Here's the way I see it. We must go on, because we can't turn back. Now. What I propose is that we don't wait for them to surprise us, but that we come to blows at our own time, and when they least expect it. There must be some faithful hands left. Well, we must find out which ones are loyal. Not bad, but not commanding enough. Here is how it's done. Here's the way I see it. We must go on, because we can't turn back. Now, what I propose is that we don't wait for them to surprise us, but that we come to blows at our own time, and when they least expect it. There must be some faithful hands left. Well, we must find out which ones are loyal. I didn't see anything commanding about that. Then you're blind. Kermit, New Europe! It would be my honor. Here's the way I see it. We must go on, because we can't turn back. Now, what I propose is that we don't wait for them to surprise us, but that we come to blows at our own time, and when they least expect it. There must be some faithful hands left. Well, we must find out which ones are loyal. Oh, that brings back such fond memories. That was a great part. Well, I wish you all luck. Call it Haranamo on your way out. Yes, Billy. Here, read this. All right. No, 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 mate. Marooned. Three years. I lived on goats since then, and berries and oysters. Mate, my heart is sore for a Christian diet. You mightn't happen to have a piece of cheese about you now. No? Well... Many's the night I've dreamed of cheese, toasted mostly, and woke up again, and here I was. What do you call yourself, mate? Perfect. The part is yours. Next. Wait. Wait. Was that the crazy part? Not when you read it. I didn't have time to argue. I've got the next part for you to read, but we need the kids in here as well.
I'll go first. Yes, let's get this out of the way. What's that? Oh, never mind. It was evening when I reached the east coast of the island. <laughs> I could see the Hispaniola laying at anchor offshore. <laughs> and there was the Jolly Roger. <laughs> the black flag of piracy flying from her peak. <laughs> As the last rays of daylight dwindled and disappeared, absolute darkness settled down on Treasure Island. <laughs> I swam out to the empty ship. The next night, I was back on land, and I was proud of myself, and with good reason. <laughs> I had hidden the Hispaniola. <laughs> she had drifted to the beach in the North Inlet with no harm done. <laughs> Safe! From the mutineers, I had no trouble finding the stockade. <laughs> Coming from the shore, keeping close in the shadows, where the darkness was thickest, I crept into the blockhouse. I could see nothing. <laughs> Thanks for that. Little Billy, your turn. Yes, sir. It was evening when I reached the east coast of the island. I could see the Hispaniola lying at anchor off the shore. And there was the Jolly Roger, the black flag of piracy, flying from her peak. As the last rays of daylight dwindled and disappeared, absolute darkness settled down on Treasure Island. I swam out to the empty ship. The next night, I was back on land. I was proud of myself, and with good reason. I had hidden the Hispaniola. She had drifted to the beach in the North Inlet, and with no harm done, safe from the mutineers. I had no trouble finding the stockade. Coming from the shore, keeping close in the shadows where the darkness was thickest, I crept into the blockhouse. I could see nothing. All right, and now for t'other one. Oh, yes, Mr. Gruff. It was evening when I reached the east coast of the island. I could see the Hispaniola lying at anchor offshore, and there was the Jolly Roger, the black flag of piracy, flying from her peak. As the last rays of the daylight dwindled and disappeared, absolute darkness settled down on Treasure Island. I swam out to the empty ship. The next night I was back on land. I was proud of myself, and with good reason. I had hidden the Hispaniola. She had drifted to the beach in the North Inlet with no harm done, safe from the mutineers. I had no trouble finding the stockade. Coming from the shore, keeping close in the shadows where the darkness was thickest, I crept into the blockhouse. I could see nothing. Well, that was an experience. You lot get out and call in Tom and Keanu for the last reading. Thank God. Dude, I feel like I was just here. You were, and please don't call me dude. Get over there and read those lines. Whoa, no offense meant, my uh, director. Did any of you gentlemen want to have it out with me? Him that wants it shall get it. He won't fight? Oh, then by thunder, you'll obey. I like that boy now. Never seen a better boy than that. He's more of a man than any pair of rats in this here house. What I say is this. Let me see him that'll lay a hand on him. That's what I say. You'll be hanging from that palisade. Hmm. Seems you have a lot to say. Pipe up and let me hear it. Or lay too. 
Fifteen men on a dead man's chest. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. Wild stallions! Can I do that again? I wasn't, like, feeling the song. No, and don't worry. After this brief time in the booth with you lot, I'm going to be requesting singing rehearsals for the entire crew. Tom, that's your turn. You got it. Did any of you gentlemen want to have it out with me? Him that wants it shall get it. You won't fight? Then by thunder, you'll obey. I like that boy now. Never seen a better boy than that. He's more of a man than any pair of you rats in this here house. What I say is this. Let me see him that'll lay a hand on him. That's what I say. And you'll be hanging from that palisade. Huh. Seems like you have a lot to say. Pop up and let me hear it or lay to. Fifteen men on a dead man's chest. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. I'm done. That's it for the auditions. Tell the group outside that I'll have a list of their part and who's doing them for tomorrow. Now, get the hell out of here. I gotta find the music for this bloody song. You have been listening to Empat Studios' presentation of Masterpiece Audio Theater. This episode was performed by J.G. Langjans. Sound clips are from GarageBand and can be found in their samples library. We can be found at nimlast.org or you can email us at j at jglangjans.com. This podcast was released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 Onboarded License. Thanks for joining us.